Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to Audiobooks for ADHD Minds. My name is Tiffany, and today we're going to go through ADHD, the law and the workplace, and how actually having ADHD under law is required to get workplace accommodation in majority of first world countries, including Australia and America. Do protect ADHD and their workplace accommodations under the Disability Acts. A person with ADHD must be classed as a disability according to this specific criteria. It can be total or partial loss of the person's bodily or mental functions, a disorder or malfunction that results in the person learning differently from a person without the disorder or a disorder, illness or disease that affects a person's thought processes, perception of reality, emotions or judgment that results in disturbed behaviour. In America, um, their law actually states that even if a person with ADHD does not consider themselves to have a disability, the ADA still enables them to get workplace accommodation. Accommodations are adjustments to a workplace that enables people to perform tasks to the same extent as people without ADHD. So the definition of a reasonable accommodation is subjective, but according to the workplace, also according to the Office of Disability and Employment Policy, they include modifications to a job, working environment, or hiring procedure. And it's to ensure that persons with disabilities have the same rights to equality before the law as the rest of the community. So workplace accommodations help people thrive in their job. Everybody learns different, works different. That's just the world we live in. So distractibility is a common occurrence in ADHD. A person struggles to block out sound or other sensory stimulation, particularly if you work somewhere noisy. So this could be a big office or new construction. So accommodation could be the employer giving the person a quieter place to work, providing earbuds or noise cancelling headphones, which is paid for by the employer under the Act. Um, And you can also get funding for this from the Australian government. Um, So they do provide uh, means to this to help employees gain everything that they need to thrive in the workplace without discrimination. So allowing employees to work different hours to avoid busy times, allowing the person to work in short bursts or sprints and then take breaks, set a time of day to answer calls or emails, not just doing it throughout the whole day, doing this at a time where the employee says that they work best and definitely avoiding long meetings. I hate long meetings so much. Stimulation. So the thing is, while overstimulation in terms of distractions can be unhelpful for people with ADHD, understimulation or boredom is just as challenging. And I've said this to employees before that I hate being bored You know, I don't want just easy tasks. I don't want observing, especially when I'm first starting in a job. So it's all about the right level of stimulation. Allowing the person to have an object that they can play with discreetly, like a stress ball. Assigning tasks that are not too easy, but are not too hard. You can also assign um, the employee a work buddy. 
who does the same job, but they just work like side by side. This could be like if you are a receptionist and you have someone who does the same job as you or a manager who does like a similar job to you, but maybe in a different department. Assigning tasks that allow the person to get up and move around, switching up tasks so the person doesn't get bored and delegating mono tasks or easy tasks to others when possible. Having useful technology can really help and employers paying for these certain softwares and apps as well. So a thing that I do in Teams meetings is request captions and you can actually do it anonymously in the meeting and it sends the host a request for Teams to generate captions so that you can read the bottom of the screen when people are talking if it helps you focus more on what they're saying. There are a few apps with daily reminders, to-do list reminders. There's one called Wanderlist um, and Todoist is one app. Um, Text-to-speech software, which I use. Um, also speech-to-text software. There's like Google Docs voice typing. You can also use like if you have an iPhone dictation. There are app blockers. One is called Cold Turkey to eliminate distractions from social media. You can also get white noise and ambient noise apps. One is called Focus at Will and note-taking apps, which you can use on your phone or a specific uh, Word document app on your phone as well. So there are lots of things and the employer should definitely um, be paying for this if you have requested it because this counts as an accommodation. Now asking for workplace accommodations, so it can be really daunting to ask for this, especially if you're not open with ADHD, but workplaces are legally obliged to provide this and it's something that makes a really substantial difference to daily life and it's definitely a burden lifted off your shoulders when you're already struggling to do tasks um, different to majority of people who you're working with. So a neurodiverse person may need to schedule a meeting with their manager and explain to them that they need this accommodation. If you're struggling, do it in a written request. You can also get a note from your doctor, um, a documentation that you have a disability. You don't have to disclose what it is. Just something, yeah, that they can have a record of that proves this if it was to ever come up in the future legally. So I have some facts here. And it actually says having a formal medical diagnosis is not legally required to trigger this duty. It can arise at any point the employer becomes aware of their disability, including at the interview stage and during probation. Now, if the employer refuses to allow this, it is discrimination and it's illegal. There are a number of steps you can take. And this is just for Australia, I have this, but you can probably adapt it if you do live in a first world country to your governing bodies or community bodies, or even this can just give you some tips of what you can do in your own community, whether it's legal or just advocating with your colleagues, peers or on social media. So I'm first of all going to say that you can bring a general protections application to the Fair Work Commission, which is online at fwc.gov.au. And the advantage of applying to Fair Work Commission is that they deal with claims all across Australia and it's much faster than going to a state anti-discrimination body like one that is just for New South Wales. Now, after that, if you're still in your job, you can also apply for a workplace bullying application, which is a stop bullying from the FWC, which is the Fair Work Commission, 
Workplace bullying is when colleagues or your employer has repeatedly bullied and harassed you to the point of risking your health and safety. And this is in relation to mental health as well. This might be a good quick option if you want the conduct to stop straight away, if you want to keep working your job. However, you may need to have a chat with a lawyer to make sure this is the right strategy. So you could file a complaint to the Human Rights Commission for discrimination under the federal anti-discrimination legislation. You just have to do it within six months of discrimination taking place. And then the Human Rights Commission has a guide on this direct discrimination and indirect discrimination. And then once you put in the complaint, there is a conciliation process. If that's still unsuccessful, you can then take the complaint to the Federal Court of Australia where financial compensation may be awarded. So you can always seek legal advice. There's legal aid, there's free services in Australia, or even going on social media and messaging someone who takes a lot of questions about the law in Australia. There is a few out there um, asking, you know, friends and family uh, who are lawyers or who have studied law. So lastly, if you choose to make a complaint, you just got to keep an eye out for cutoff dates and criteria. So New South Wales has 12 months to lodge their complaint, federal, which is six months. At any point, you just want to make sure that you have all your evidence written in a timeline. Make sure you get support from a trusted person. You have colleagues who are there. Guys, there's so many community groups out there. Social media is like awesome for this because even if something is not getting through, there's always the media who can share your story, can be shared around and your story can get out there and you'll have so much support and people with ADHD backing you. I hope this has been really helpful. I always think you should be honest, guys. Just like having any other disability that will help you thrive in your job and enjoy your job better. I go for walks on my breaks, um, asking for a stand-up desk, visual planners, having apps that help you out to manage time, getting noise reduction headphones, having music, um, having white noise music, getting your own office space, taking, you know, more sick days, but then your employee knowing that it is for your mental health and just having that openness so they can know that, okay, you are struggling with something at the moment, or this is something you're dealing with on that particular week. And it just really lifts the burdens off your shoulders. You don't have this secret anymore. And you can actually thrive more better in your job. And honestly, I think you'll help a lot of people in your workplace because then they'll come forward and you can live in a much more inclusive community in a space where everyone is respected for being different because our world is different. We're all diverse. We're all different. There are so many positives. So this has been Audiobooks for ADHD Minds. My name is Tiffany and I really hope you enjoyed it. 